0: Major support for Out to Lunch Acadiana is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state, including Lafayette, and lake charles providing personal and commercial banking treasury management and wealth solution services to help clients succeed business first bank banking with greater momentum at b1bank.com support also comes from wyndham garden lafayette
1: from cafe vermilionville in lafayette we're out to lunch with professor of finance and director of the award-winning Birken road reports peter Rischuti. It's business, Acadiana style.
2: Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch Acadiana. If you didn't live here, you'd probably believe that the one constant around the world is time. In Acadiana, we know that's not true. We don't divide up the year by traditional seasons. Unlike most places, it's too unpredictable. Some years, we'll have a spring that might last a week before the onslaught of summer. Other years, late summer can provide spring-like fall weather all the way to Thanksgiving. So we've taken to living by a more predictable season. For example, crab and crawfish season. For many of us, crab and crawfish are our favorite foods. As you might imagine, crabs and crawfish have their favorite foods too. They're called pogies. Pogies are a fish that are inedible to humans, but are so tasty to crabs and crawfish that the promise of a pogie meal lures them into traps. When young crabs and crawfish ask their parents, where do pogies come from, the truthful answer is usually Abbeville, Louisiana. That's the home of a company called Louisiana Bait Products, who catch, process, and wholesale huge amounts of pogies. The sales manager at Louisiana Bait Products is Johnny Ollier. Johnny, welcome out to lunch.
1: Thank you. Nice to be here.
2: Now, Sherbin Collette knows a thing or two about fish, too. Not only is Sherbin the mayor of Henderson, Louisiana, you don't get to be the mayor of anywhere without knowing a few things, but he's also the owner of Colette Seafood, and he's the representative of the wild catfish industry on the Louisiana Seafood Marketing and Promotion Board. Sherman, welcome down to lunch. Well, thank you very, very much. Sherman. I'll start with you, really. The Louisiana Seafood Promotion and Marketing Board is probably not an organization many people are too familiar with, but it's a big deal. Uh, its members are appointed by the Lieutenant Governor. It's funded by state and federal money. And in the wake of the BP oil spill, BP gave it $30 million. There are a number of people in Louisiana, some of them may be listening to this conversation, who believe government boards like this are boondoggles for their members and who find inventive ways to line their own pockets or help politicians get rich. What would you tell these folks? What do you really do?
3: Well, my part of it, when I first became uh, one of the members, it's not quite what I thought it was going to be. Okay. I thought I could have helped you know, the fishermen directly. We, we, you know, we brag on that we are the best seafood in the world.
2: And we definitely are. Tell me about the imports and what the threat is. Well, the imports, we
3: can't compete against the prices.
2: And they're coming in from Asia?
3: Everywhere. Everywhere, okay. Just about everywhere. Now, one thing that I can say about the imports that a lot of people don't know, less than 5% are actually, actually inspected. Something I don't like. Wow. You don't know what you're eating. So now you go to a restaurant, you ask. They have to tell you know where, where the product comes from. It, it's Louisiana product. And once that happens in the advertisement in the, in the markets, I mean, they'll have uh, maybe a Cajun name to it, but it's a product of China.
2: Wow. Now, you, you talked about uh, the, the imports coming in. Are there particular fish that they're, they're most most in that market? Like, is for instance, the shrimp market.
3: Well, it is shrimp, crawfish, catfish. Catfish, that comes from Vietnam. It's a baza, and it's pretty much like a catfish, but it's not a real catfish to our standards. And the shrimp and anything else, the price that they come in at, our fishermen can't compete against that.
2: Let me ask you how that's possible. These guys are catching them a zillion miles away and bringing them in. What? what?
3: Well, the, the thing about the price that they get for that product, they have no restrictions like we have here. They can use just about any chemical they want. Over here, we restrict it. Sure. It hurts the fishermen. It hurts the producers. It hurts everybody, to tell you the truth. But it definitely hurts the fishermen.
2: I mean, I have a question for you. You're, you mentioned the wild catfish. What are wild catfish?
3: Well, wild catfish is caught mostly in the bayous and basin, the Chaffly Basin mostly, but throughout Louisiana. And uh, then you have the pond-raised fish.
2: Which What's is, the difference?
3: Well, there's a big difference. You know, pond-raised catfish are grown for profit, of course. Well, they fed, they fed mostly 100% protein to make them grow real, real fast. It's the only way they, they can survive in the market. But the only thing about that, it makes the fish very, very fatty. Very fatty. And they're very high in cholesterol. A cholesterol that's not really good for you.
2: Whoa. And the wild ones are uh, less fat, leaner? Yes.
3: Well, you know, they they eat the wild crawfish and, uh, you know, shrimp and and bugs and everything else. And they're more of a firm meat, but they're less protein. They're less fatty.
2: Now I've got to ask you know, you're going into your, at least, Trying to get at your fourth term as mayor of Henderson. What's that job like? You got, what, how, 1,600 people over there?
3: Yes. You know, that's 24 years I'm in, I'm in politics. And to tell the people the truth, do I like it more than when I first started? No, I do not. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm a rarity of a politician because when I ran for office, I spent not a nickel. I didn't have a, I didn't have a dime to spend on politics. And I made not one promise to one person. And it's hard because I learned through being a councilman, you make a promise to a family, it's a big family. Well, they think they own you for the next four years. They don't call and actually call and tell you. The only thing I did promise the people that I was going to give them the best I had. And I think, you know, I've proven that
2: in t- you know, 12 years. Johnny, Louisiana Bait Products has its own fishing boat. The
1: Was it the Lewis Boys? It's the Lewis Boys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it's out there fishing in the Gulf. They have a processing plant in Abbeville and a fleet of trucks that delivers literally millions of pounds of pogies in minimum quantities of 100 pounds. I would have thought that millions of pounds of bait fish would more than satisfy the entire market. As the company sales manager, are you out there competing for market share? And how many companies are in uh, the commercial fishing bait business?
1: Well, we the only one in Louisiana that has this bait distributorship. Now we compete against the East Coast. Okay. In Atlantic, they catch pogey, just like we do in the Gulf. But we uh, individually fr- freeze them. Now that's we, a big difference, and right? We, we package them in 60-pound and 100-pound boxes for our distributors that sell to Crawfisher and Crabbers. In the Atlantic pogey, is a, it's a little different pogey. Our pogey is not quite as large as the Atlantic pogey. But the Gulf pokey has 60 percent more oil in it, and it's a firmer fish, so it stays better in the traps for the fishermen. That's why the fishermen locally around here like it. Now I know you they could prefer.
2: find when I look at your market, I, you, you could pretty much know who the crawfish growers are and such. But the other markets seem a little more fragmented, like commercial fishermen and crabbers. How do you find them?
1: You find a buyer, you find a crabber, and a crawfisherman. Crawfish <laughs> we, we try to supply all the Gulf Coast and from Mississippi to Texas but there are so many I mean you can travel and travel down these little roads find water you'll find a crabber somewhere
2: (laughs) now tell me uh
1: what is a pogey and why can't humans eat it 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 has a lot of bones in it you know and and it has oil a lot of oil you see like Omega they make Omega oil with pogey and we have uh, across the intercoastal from our place They have a, a pokey plant Which is called Omega Protein They make all the Omega Alls When you take an Omega All Fish Peel, that's where it comes from Wow! So Pogies. you're
2: bringing the fish in And then you, you have the facility's in Abbeville.
1: Right, we have a plant that we, we take it off of the boat The Lewis Boys Is a, a boat that we have But we, we just purchased a newer one the Lewis boys could catch 500 to 600,000 pogey per trip. This new boat's going to catch over a million. Wow. And <laughs> they come in with that, and they come in at about 34 degrees in tanks. So, and we take them out of that and put them in other tanks. They get it to about 9 degrees. So we actually freeze them, and so they, they stay better. you know. And then we package them once they're frozen, and we put them in— big freezers that are at a zero degrees. and We sell a box of pogey to a fisherman. He grabs one pokey out at a time, put in his trap, and if he's baiting a 1,000 traps, he has all the bait he needs.
2: Now, that was an enormous amount of fish you mentioned. Now, how long is a trip?
1: They'll catch that in one day. Whoa. A- if the fish is there, they'll catch it in one day.
2: Shervin, you mentioned something <clears throat> earlier that I... I kind of got a kick out. You mentioned those Chinese products come in, and uh, you might not know because they have Cajun names uh, to them. Do you have any favorite Cajun names they've made up? Boudreaux. Boudreaux. Wow, that's hitting hard. Boudro's
3: crawfish. And if you look in the back of the, and that's one thing we're trying to fight. It's in so far so small of a print. I'm 66 years old, and I need a gla- I need my glasses to read it. So uh, you know, it, it 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 bluffs the people in a way. Yeah. But a real Cajun, if you cook a foreign product, no matter what it is, you can tell. You can tell, but uh, the, the flavor is not there like our product. Wow. Crawfish, especially. I mean, the fat that we have in our crawfish, it's that's what it's all about. Right. When you have that yellow golden fat, it's one of the best foods they it's got a on this earth. Different dessert. color. It's yeah. definitely a different yeah. color. The imports come virtually with not much fat to it at all. Wow. And they don't so, call it
2: Wong's. Crawfish or no, anything. no, they it's don't. okay. I'm they just uh, that's don't. what I was checking. <laughs> Sherbin, Johnny, I'd like to introduce you to our entrepreneur de jour, Will Davis, founder of a company called Ice Shack LLC. Now, we met Will through Innovate Acadiana and the Opportunity Machine, regional nonprofits that help Acadian entrepreneurs turn innovative ideas into profitable enterprises. Uh, <clears throat> and of course, marketing professor, uh, Dr. Blake Escade. Uh, Will, welcome out to lunch. Thanks. Great to be here. Now, Will, you can probably give us a better marketing description of ice bites, but basically an ice bite is kind of like a New Orleans snowball in a pouch with a screw top that you can grab out of a store freezer, unscrew, and squeeze blue bubblegum, strawberry, or wedding cake-flavored snow cone into your mouth as you walk, bike, or drive away. Now, would that be somewhat accurate?
4: Yes, that's uh, actually very accurate.
2: One of the best ways we describe it is
4: we take a delicious snowball snow cone and uh actually place it in a capri sun like pouch so there's not the mess in the back seat of a car or anything like that it flies all over and it's done really well
2: and and tell me you mentioned uh, the the capri pouch that's how people uh, think of that is it? do you uh, get these from the same company Capri does, for instance, or, um, or do you so find old Capri pouches? We
4: have, we do get our pouches from overseas, and they come in, um, and then we actually have our own filling plant here, actually right down the road from where we're at right now, um, and we actually mix our own snow cone batter and everything else like that, and we'll fill the pouches and then um, ship them out to the distribution centers, different stores, and stuff like that.
2: Now, is the, uh, di- is, so there's a middleman, I guess?
4: Oh, yeah, there's... Yeah. Many, minimal. <laughs> so we actually manufacture the product. We deal with a couple retailers on a direct warehouse level, but uh, we probably we've made a deal with Acadiana and a bottling Pepsi distribution. That's probably our biggest distributors. And where would I find them in convenience stores? Uh, they're in convenience stores, uh, Super One Foods, Rouses, Winn Dixie. We're in just about everywhere. Except you know some of the big big players. What
2: about footprint wise? How far out do you go?
4: Um, we actually just yesterday uh, signed a deal with World Market, uh, oh, yeah. so that's going to be 32 states. Uh, but right now we're in about wow. 16
2: states. Because I, I know when you go to World Market, they're always looking for you know yeah, local the interesting things, in the country. little yeah.
4: things and stuff like that. So yeah, we're really excited about that. Uh, I'll be flying to uh, Lakeland, Florida for Publix. They really want it up on wow. the East Coast, so. We're doing really well. Right now, we're in
2: about 1,300 stores. So Man. Now, the new the, when you get a new contract like World Market, do you have to ramp things up? Is it going to change your business? Or? Yeah. So, uh, right now, that's
4: exactly what we're doing. We just purchased all new filling lines, filling equipment that can keep up with some capacity that we're going to be taking on, and so we're just getting all that set right now. Uh, it definitely is a seasonal business, for sure. Uh, you know, March to September is our time. So we have kind of this off season where it's really the busiest for me. My operations manager kind of handles the filling stuff, but right now I'm going to meetings, setting up new stuff. But you know, with retail it's it's so difficult. You may like world market. We we had contacted them in 2013 and just randomly
2: got an email yesterday. So I mean it, it
4: takes a lot of persistence and but it's paying it off. Oh, absolutely. God.
2: Now in the heat of what every year seems like the never-ending summer with so many gas stations and convenience stores everywhere this seems like a total no brainer when did you come up with the idea of ice bites and could you believe nobody's ever thought of it
4: yeah so actually um, the idea came for me right after high school me and a couple of my buddies we wanted to start our own business and uh, before that we were working hourly wages and stuff like that so we found a concession trailer on eBay and uh, it was a snow cone trailer at the time. Uh, I was in Pennsylvania. We got it down here, started making snowballs and just set up on a street and uh, made $25 the first day. What? So we were like, what the heck are we doing? Uh, you know, we were just like, this is retarded. And so um, we ended up building up and finding out that festivals and large crowds oh. was our key. We got into festival international and we saw that where there's people and the traffic flow, people will buy it no matter what. And so um, after that, the idea started hitting me. I had seen an alcoholic beverage in a pouch that's very similar to ours. Okay. And um, the idea said, well, there's nothing non alcoholic in a pouch right now. So the idea said, why can't I just put our snow cones? Into the pouches. And we use the word snow cone just because it's more nationally recognized. Than snowball. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So snowball is more of a southern thing. Uh, so they're really they, snowball. They really are snowballs. Because you,
2: know, you have snow cones around the country. Y- they're terrible. Yeah, they're absolutely yeah, they, terrible. <laughs> they're
4: chunky, crunchy, everything. We take a lot of pride in our texture and smoothness of our snowball. It's specifically just so the consumer can understand what they are.
2: Now, Will, as we're sitting here, are you in your mind thinking of more flavors?
4: Absolutely. We have cool? three or four that are ready to go, but we just want to be much more international distribution level before we launch them uh, we just want our distribution to be much stronger before we actually put them out to market that's great you might have to try pokey flavor
1: <laughs> <laughs> there you
2: go and i know a guy who's got pogies that that's a. <laughs> we can get you all you need <laughs> <laughs> now it's time to do the checklist this is the part of the show where we take a little break and ask you a quick question you probably wouldn't find on a loan application uh johnny i'll ask you first what is your trick for staying positive?
1: Well, when you're in sales, you need to be. You need to wake up every morning, be able to get out there positively and talk to different customers because it's potential sale every day. And life's too short not to be positive. So I get up every morning with a positive attitude, get out there and beat the bushes, find new customers and do the selling. You get up early? Yes, I do, five o'clock. Wow. Well, the, the uh, and let me
2: ask you something in sales, and I've been in sales myself. How do you take rejection without it sort of setting you back?
1: That is part of sales. For every no, you're gonna have a few yeses. So just look at that no as a, or just an, another way to go out there and find somebody else who's gonna say yes.
2: And is there anybody, I'm, uh, Johnny? Is there anyone who tells you that
1: they don't want your pogies? Oh yes, definitely.
2: Is it because they've got their own puggies? I can't well, even picture. You know, this. they
1: all sometimes they have deals they've made with other companies that they they're comfortable with, and all you can do is ask them say, just give us a try. I mean, it doesn't cost you anything to try it. If you don't like it, well. No, no worries. You don't have to worry now because your pogies will be going into s- snowballs. So that's, uh, that's correct. Uh, that's yeah.
2: correct. Now, Shervin, <laughs> what part of your job gives you the most satisfaction? Of course, you have a couple of jobs, so I'll, you can ask uh, answer that any way you like.
3: Well, uh, that's pretty much a two-part question to me. First of all, as being a mayor to Donna Henson. one, you know, what makes me the happiest as mayor is, is pleasing the people. And to please everybody is impossible. Absolutely. Please as the majority if you can. <coughs> now that part, pleasing the grown-ups, of course, but pleasing the kids, that's priority one in my book. And I look, any any kind of thing we do, my whole administration, we look forward to any decision that made, we look forward at least 10 years in the future. I served 12, 12 years on the council. We made decisions of today. I've seen how I was wrong, and we changed it. I got a great administration and we're moving the town forward plus priority one is the kids the second part is my counsel i love them to death i was a commercial fisherman all my life i started fishing them on my own at 12 years old and they still allow me to fish i leave early in the morning i go run a few catfish nets or crawfish traps i'm back at the office for 10 o'clock i've never missed a meeting that i needed to be be at priority one's mayor one little short story to that that i think would be interesting when I was going to school, my, I had a math teacher, and he was the junior varsity football coach. So one, after, one day after class, we started talking. He said, Sherwin, why don't you come play football for us? I said, look, I, I'm not that big, I'm not that good. He said, no, he said, I see you at, at PE and you could help the team. Well, I said, I'll tell you the truth, I'm working. What are you doing? I said, I'm crawfishing. Well, you can't be making enough crawfishing to, to be worth, worth anything. I said, I think I'm doing pretty good. I was actually selling to Don Seafood, Ashby Landry, and I'd get a check. And I was making about $130 to $140 a week. When I get home in the afternoon, my father had my bait cut. I'd jump in the truck and I'd go back there and run crawfish in the ponds. And I was actually making $130 to $140 a week. I was very happy, oh, man. Absolutely. I, I was making it might have
2: been more the coach was making. Well <laughs> he said
3: Well, more than just about the teacher. He said, You can't be making that. You're making almost as much as me and I'm the teacher. So the following Monday, I came back and I brought my stuff. One hundred thirty-seven dollars and fifty cents. He said, "Well, you don't need to worry. I'm not going to bother you anymore." But he was a very smart teacher. He sent the girls after me. Oh. Two weeks later,
2: I was playing football. <laughs> <laughs> sure, but I, you know, as a mayor of a small town, uh, um, I would think one of your priorities or things y- you worry about is is will the the, uh, these these children will they stay in Henderson? Will they find the opportunities? Uh um you find that they're they're sticking around?
3: They're sticking yeah. around more. We 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 trying our best to, to enlarge Henderson as we speak. I just enlarged north of the interstate, I annexed it, Crawfish Down, USA and Cajun Palms rv campsite. Cajun Palms has So
2: you've um annexed them? Yes. Oh
3: great. Yes. Now one thing that I didn't do, I didn't I, I went to the, to the campground a lot of times, Lee Venable, the owner, came talk talked to me. We talked about annexation, I never asked him, and he said, you know, one day we may want to get with you. I said, whenever y'all ready, y'all call me, and they did. I said, can you get it done? I said, positively. And look, it was more than what I first thought. I even had to drive to Houston to get signatures for voters there. I didn't mind doing it, but I got it. It's done. It's done. now. Lee Venable at Cajun Palms has future plans to that area that's unbelievable. When he first started there, I was pretty doubtful that he was going to make it as big as he is now, but he did, and he's not stopping.
2: And what's going to grow there?
3: Well, he's going to open he, Right now, he, as we speak, he has that uh, uh, the RV camp, campground, right. he has the dinosaur park, and uh, he's opening a, a two-stage fast track golf cart uh, track indoors it's uh, going to be 200 feet wide 400 feet long and he, he's a very smart man the rv campground that's fine but that's summer and now he's, he's doing this the, the dinosaur park and this now he's going to open a bunch of uh condos there and he's getting a great response from that already i mean people with all the crime that's there, and this is going to be a gated community people are looking for safety and he's going to fill it up and he He has more plans than that. He's building a big water park on the backside. He's buying more land. And to me, that's a big plus for the town of Henderson. He's going to have hundreds of jobs, opportunity there. And that's what it's all about. It's going to be the center of the universe. It's part of infrastructure, infrastructure of the town.
2: Now, Will, um, when you were a child, were you uh, in leadership or kind of any entrepreneurial ventures sort of like uh, Sherman was?
4: Uh, Absolutely. Uh, Even as young as, you know, five or six, I could just kind of – Feel the negotiation part of things. It just, you know, I can swap this for that and this for this and get something better. Um, but when I was 12 or 13, I was really big into music. I still am. And uh, me and you my buddies. have a buddies, band? Uh, not currently. Everybody um, in the KDN has a band. That's the strangest thing. <laughs> we'll jam every now and then, me and a couple of my buddies. But we had this band uh, when we were in junior high, and it was terrible music. It was like loud, uh, hard rock, but we had our high school and junior high following and they would come to our shows and i realized man we could buy this shirt for three dollars and sell it for 15. we can record this on a tape and sell it you know and uh, just kind of go through those things so that kind of really got my juices flowing in the entrepreneurial world and then um, we would show up at different places uh, where they didn't have concession stands and i could go buy a case of water for three bucks and sell it for 24 uh so you know just different things like that so absolutely and then even just the first major thing though is buying that four thousand dollar trailer off ebay you know it's just going to get it getting it you know at the time it was a financial struggle to buy all that stuff
2: but yes (laughs) i went
4: through a lot of debt but um
1: Makes you work harder.
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and John, you've, uh, you've had a couple of different jobs. Let me ask you. you At one point, you sold cars. How's that different than selling pogies?
1: Sales is sales. You know, when you have a, a product that you're selling. You give them quality product, good service, and a competitive price, and it will happen. It's basically the same. Basically. And, and customers are customers. They're just looking for that service, quality, and a competitive price. You've probably done great at those both of those, Johnny.
2: the uh, Sherbin Colette, uh, Johnny Olier, Will Davis, uh, there aren't too many places in the world where you could sit around a table, have a truly first-class lunch, and a fascinating conversation about the state of fishing, crab and crawfish bait, and revolutionary ice in a squeezy bag. Uh, I thank you all for taking the time to, to join me and out to lunch. Thank you very much. Thank you very thank much. You. Thank you. My guests and out to lunch today have been Sherbin Collette, the mayor of Henderson, owner of Colette Seafood, and representative of the crawfish industry on the Louisiana Seafood Marketing and Promotion Board. Johnny Ollier, sales manager at Louisiana Bait Products, and Will Davis, the founder of Ice Shack LLC. You can find out more about Sherbin's Fish, Johnny's Bait, and Will's Snow Cones by following the links on our websites, krvs.org and acadiana.com. Today's show is recorded live over lunch at Café Vermilionville in Lafayette. Café V is open six days a week for lunch and dinner with a courtyard that sets the scene for fine Louisiana cuisine. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Today's show was engineered by Chris Keo. Our diligent researchers Dominic Lloyd, our Acadiana business consultants are Pete Prados from Innovate Acadiana, Zach Barker from The Opportunity Machine, and Dr. Blake Escudet. Our theme song, Encore Monsieur Nice Guy, is written by Mitch Foreman and performed by Mitch Foreman and Andre Michaud. You can get the show as a podcast. You can listen to past shows. You can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites. It's Acadiana.com and krvs.org. Support for Out to Lunch comes from Wyndham Garden, Lafayette, located off Pinhook, near Khalees Saloom, offering. A complimentary airport shuttle within a three mile radius featuring downtown shopping and local restaurants. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and KRVS 88.7 FM. I'm Peter Rusciuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here for more business Acadiana style on Out to Lunch.
0: Major support for Out to Lunch Acadiana is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state, including Lafayette and Lake Charles, providing personal and commercial banking treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank, banking with greater momentum at b1bank.com. Support also comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette.